0: Welcome to the Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it? Got it? Give it. Here in the Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. And now, here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. Well, welcome to the Sweat Room, everybody. We are so honored that you have joined us today. This is Noah Corsten, one of your hosts, uh, and we're just we're just super thankful that you've joined us today. Uh, if just as a reminder, if you haven't subscribed to Rate and Reviewed, our podcast, we'd love for you to do that. I know f- for me, if I don't subscribe, I forget about it, uh, just regular podcast. So just reminded reminder to do that. And man, we have a great and rich-filled interview today with Robbie. And guess what, everybody? It's week two of giveaway. So Bjorn, you want to tell us a little about that?
1: Yes, sir. We are pumped for this interview. Robbie Raw is an awesome person. We're so excited to share a little of her heart with you. And she will be giving away one of her books for free to one lucky winner. So stay tuned to the end of the episode where we will explain to you how you can gain multiple entries into this giveaway. And here's our interview with Robbie Raw. Welcome to the
0: sweat room, Robbie Raw. A registered nurse and is internationally known as health, fitness, nutrition practitioner, master, and author, and all the above in the fitness world. She also hosts her own radio show on faith, family, food, and fitness called "The Raw Truth" on WDCX Radio. But most importantly, Robbie is an international motivational speaker and a dedicated wife and mother who loves the Lord. Please welcome to The Sweat Room,
1: Robbie Ra.
2: Well, thank you for having me, you guys. So good to see you.
1: Yeah. So, Robbie, we'd love to start off by just asking you the simple question of what is your favorite or your go-to vegetable and why?
2: Well, I guess that would have to be either kale or I know, believe it or not, uh, or, or romaine, something like that. You know, I have a green salad every day, either eat it or drink it. And I think everybody should do that. And so when I think of, you know, my plate every day, it's got to have green on it. And if I don't have time, I drink it.
0: (laughs) Now, what does a a drinking a salad look like?
2: I've never done that myself.
0: (laughs) Never have done that.
2: Okay, well you know what um there's easy ways to do it and there's ways that have a little bit more more time uh, the easy way is i I actually use a green powder called power shop that has fourteen different raw organic alkaline greens in them wow. that it's better than caffeine you guys I mean it is it will give you energy out of this world and I actually offer in my uh, practice as well. So it's a powder that you mix with water or coconut milk or something like that. Mm, So if you don't have anything yeah. And it's, it's like, it tastes good because I mean, in, in all the years I've been doing this, I've never found a green drink that actually tastes good. So <laughs> it, it tastes really, really good. And then on the days that I have a little bit more time, I usually don't have 14 greens in my refrigerator at one time, but I will have like a protein smoothie, uh, with, some either the green powder or I'll put some spinach or kale or something like that in it. And I'll put some chia seeds. I'll put maybe some coconut milk or almond milk unsweetened, of course, organic or water. And, um, I try it not to have a fruit drink. I like to have more of a vegetable drink. And then I might add a little bit of fruit, like blackberries, blueberries, strawberries, something to um, you know, give me those, those uh, the antioxidants that I need in my body and that sweeten it up a little bit.
0: Now, is that because of the sugars that are in those, the fruit drinks?
2: Yes, exactly. Because if you, you know, a lot of people will have like a fruit shake. And I mean, the sugar in that is equal to pop. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, do.
1: Robbie, tell us a little bit about how you first got into the health industry.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so back in the day, in the dark ages, my mother said, uh, do you want to either be a teacher or a nurse? Those were the two choices back there. Um, you know, there weren't a lot of them. And I said, well, I guess I'll be a nurse because I love, like, the body, and I'm interested in health and everything. And I don't know where that came from. but um, okay. And so I went into nursing, and I you know, nursed in the hospitals and in doctor's offices uh, for over 15 years. And at the same time, I was working out um, as well. And I mean, this was back in the day when people weren't working out. I mean, I would say like, I'm going to the health club and people were like, what's a health club? Like, what? what? <laughs> so um, now we kind of call it a gym. But anyway, long story short, I got more and more into Fitness and health. And so I started teaching classes, um, fitness classes, and then I was nursing and teaching fitness classes. And then eventually in the hospital, I realized that a lot of people would avoid being in the hospital or being sick or unhealthy had they mm. taken care of themselves, had they eaten right sure. and had exercised. So I felt like I really wasn't making a huge difference as a nurse. I mean, yeah, I was, you know, nursing and stuff like that. But I really wanted to be on the other end of nursing, which I call preventative nursing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I had to tell my mother that, that I wanted to leave nursing. I'm
1: sure that wasn't
2: easy. No, it wasn't. But she, she saw, I believe like the calling that I had back then. And uh, so I literally started working at Valley Total Fitness and worked my way up the ladder to national director position and then realized, well, I don't want to be sitting behind a computer crunching numbers. I want to be back in the clubs. So um, I got back in the clubs and I was teaching classes. And really, that's where it all came from. I felt more fulfilled doing that. And I felt like it was really my calling doing that rather than uh, taking care of people who are sick. Because our healthcare system, mm. unfortunately, focuses on sick care. And doctors, when you go to the doctor, what do they do? They, they diagnose you and then they give you a prescription for medication or they may give you uh, some tests that you need to go through or blood work. But we don't do a really good job at teaching our patients that they can prevent and not only prevent disease but reverse disease through our dietary habits and lifestyle. Wow. And we truly can. Why are you so passionate about health and fitness? Um. Well, the early on question, the early on answer to that was because I always, I, I, I was always conscious of my weight. So, like, mm. no matter what the, you know, what the day was or what was going on in the day, uh, the day was good or bad based on my weight. Now, I wasn't really over fat, but I always felt like. I needed to, you know, be a certain weight or a certain jean size and stuff like that. So Mm. I don't, you know, someone made a comment to me, actually, my former brother-in-law made a comment to me long ago that he told me I had fat legs. I had ham hocks for legs and it kind of, oh, wow, that's not nice. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. I was at a very impressionable age back then. And I, I think that that was a turning point for me probably, but so I was passionate about fitness because of the, the desire to stay lean. And then later on, um, something happened halfway through my career that really, uh, changed my, um, focus from the scale and, um, to my gene size to, to health. And I believe that honestly, I was growing as a Christian then too. Uh, I believe that God doesn't care about the numbers on the scale. He doesn't care about, you know, the condition of our body more than the condition of our heart. He really cares about the condition of our heart. So I was growing as a Christian then too. And I realized the importance of taking care of our temporary earth suit, our temporary mobile home as I like to call it. So spiritually I was growing, but then halfway through my career, my father was uh, diagnosed with cancer and that was that was hard. It was a shock. And we, we hadn't had any cancer in our family, but um, my father lived a long life. He lived to 83 and he did not suffer. So I'm glad for that. Oh. So, but that, that kind of changed my focus to health, but what kind of really changed my focus and rocked my world is, uh, my sister, uh, had two boys and two babies and she, um, she had had a lump and so she had been diagnosed with um, a, a black milk duct in her breast. And so uh, we you know, thought, oh, black milk duct. I mean, she's been nursing for two years. And uh, so it must be a black milk duct. And we went to a doctor. Then a year later, we went to another doctor. He's a black milk duct and one of the doctors we worked for. And so everything was fine. But what happened was when my sister uh, was rightly diagnosed at age 42, she ended up having stage four metastatic breast cancer. Wow. So they had misdiagnosed her for two oh, years and probably longer too. I mean, uh, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty tough. Uh, it was tough obviously for her, but um, even as a nurse, I was like, how could we have missed this? I mean, how mm. in the world did we miss this? And I mean, The doctors missed it too, but, you know, I felt like, wow, I I just could not believe it. So long story short, um, we started, my sister was educated. She was a principal and we went on the internet uh, and we started researching like breast cancer and cancer in general. And what kept coming up in that research was the link between sugar and cancer And the link between dairy and breast cancer and between animal products and cancer in general. And like, I had never heard of that. It wasn't in the mainstream media then, and it's not in the mainstream media. Is there
0: overwhelming uh, evidence for that? Like what, what was something that just like your eyes just went, whoa.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, it kind of struck me that I realized at that time that we use glucose and PET scans to locate where the, where the cancer is. Wow. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, wow. the cancer it has a sweet tooth and, and the sugar will go right to that. And that's why we use, you know, glucose and PET scans. But also, um, I read the book, The China Study and watch the movie Forks Over Knives. And if you haven't read the book or watched the movie, um, it's by Colin, Dr. Colin Campbell. His son, Dr. Thomas Campbell, is a uh, physician at the University of, of Rochester. And their research in the China study was all about the link between dairy and breast cancer and the link. They showed no that yeah the more animal products you eat, the higher your incidence of cancer. The oh, less animal products you eat and the more vegetables you eat, the lower your chances are of cancer so so, so I'm
1: going vegan, is that what you're telling me
2: <laughs> well, I'm you know I say <laughs> I really vegetables it's a personal thing you know yeah yeah, yeah. um i yeah, I mean i'm I go back and forth. I'm a vegetarian primarily, you know, six days a week. And once in a while I might have, you know, a piece of chicken or something like that, but it, it's rare for me. And mm. uh, the fact of the matter is we can turn on and turn off cancer cells through our dietary habits and our lifestyle. And that's not talked enough a lot, a lot about, mm-hmm. um, Mm. Yeah, we can definitely turn them on and turn them off. And I've interviewed many doctors myself uh, over this. But it's not in the mainstream media. So long story short, my sister was given uh, just a few weeks, just a few months to live when she was rightly diagnosed. We actually took her to three world-class hospitals with world-class doctors. We went to Cleveland Clinic. We went to Sloan Kettering Hospital. And we went to Roswell, which is right in our backyard. And uh, all Mm. of them said you have... You need to go home and get your affairs in order. You don't have long to live. And um, the last hospital we walked out of, I looked at my sister and I, I just said, you know, no one knows the day and the hour, but God. I mean, yeah. that's the only one that knows. Yeah. So
0: Absolutely. we're,
2: we're going to get down on our knees as we have been and continue to, you know, I, I know the sovereignty of God. I knew that if my sister died, that God doesn't make mistakes. And I knew if my sister lived, that God doesn't make mistakes. So our faith, oh. fortunately, we, we were brought up in, with this incredible faith, you know, that my mom instilled and in the Holy Spirit working on us, you know, at an early age. But um, long story short, um of course like i said we prayed 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 but my sister did change her diet and i bought her a juicer i mean i wasn't even juicing at the time this was a long man nobody was even juicing at the time but i bought her it was cool pardon
1: before it was cool you
2: were doing it that's right that's right so (laughs) this isn't
1: steroids
0: right this is regular (laughs) vegetables
2: right that's right so um we started juicing. She changed her diet. She managed her stress. Uh, and of course, by God's incredible grace, uh, my sister lived 10 years. And so she was wow. 10 years, she lived 10 years longer with her children. And that's you know, wow. yeah, the 10 years were tough. I mean, there's no doubt about it, but she was here for 10 more years and she had an incredible, uh, you know, uh, incredible faith in God. And Anytime you asked her how she was, she just had a beautiful smile on her face with a red lip- lip- lipstick like I have <laughs> and her black hair. And she said, I am great. And she just, she That's believed and awesome. trusted in, in Jesus. And so she impacted my life quite a bit. And that was the tipping point for me when I realized that we can We can turn on and turn off cancer cells. We can change our health. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, some cancers, all of it. Um, GI issues, um, inflammation, all of it. We can prevent and reverse disease through our dietary habits and our lifestyle. And that is a fact. So uh, that's when my whole focus turned from the scale and fitness to fitness and health and nutrition. And that's how I got to where I am now. Wow. Amazing.
1: That's, that's so powerful. And that, that's such a, what a testimony to, to what you are working towards now with, with changing your diet and folks in health to see that really happen and give your sister, you know, 10 more years. Like that's just incredible. What a story. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, well, go ahead.
2: I was going to say that my sister, uh, in the last couple days of her life, um, asked me to promise her two things. And one was that I would help take care of her four boys, which I did. I helped her husband and my mother helped her husband raise those four boys. They're like my own. And the other one is that I would help to find a cure for breast cancer. And what I realized is that the cure is, you know, in the food of the earth that God created that you don't need to read a label on first and foremost. I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, I'm not opposed to treatment and things like that if people want it, but really we need to be our own health advocate. Um, and we need to take the bull by the horns and not just take a pill for every ill, but really, uh, to, you know, feed and fuel, fuel this body with, with the gifts God gave us. Mm, amen. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So do
1: you, I know you've talked about your own personal faith and you've talked about the, the faith and the joy that your sister had, even in those 10 years that I'm sure were super tough. Just, you know, she, you could tell, you know, you mentioned you could tell that she was filled with the Holy spirit. Do you think that faith is an important aspect of health?
2: Well, yeah, I do. Um, I believe that, you know, obviously, you know, uh, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So when we think of our health, we have to look behind earth's shadows and what we cannot see. If you're diagnosed with something like cancer, for instance, um, without faith, you have no hope, first of all. Um, But God is sovereign. Uh, God is the Greatest physician, uh, and the truth is that without faith, we can't really please God. Um, so we we have to have that faith first and foremost. And not having it affects our health because when you don't have faith, you worry, you're anxious, and that affects your health too. And um, mm-hmm. you know that's why in my book, uh, The Raw Truth Recharge: Seven Truths to Health and Fitness, faith was and is. The first chapter, because above all else, uh, we have to have spiritual fitness uh, before we have physical fitness. Um, it's just paramount. And so it does, definitely doesn't affect their health.
0: And why, why do you think that is?
2: Because our, I mean, first of all, the God who created the universe and everything in it, including us, um, he's in control and when you believe that you have a peace that surpasses all understanding when you don't have that foundation so good yeah you're you're anxious you're worried and you know god commands us do not be anxious do not be worried he doesn't say you know don't be anxious for this, but when it comes to your health, be anxious for that. You know, cancer, mm, you better be anxious about that. Mm. Uh, he says, Do not be anxious for anything. Uh, he knows the beginning and the end. And when we are anxious, when we have stress, when we worry, uh, it lowers our immune system and opens the door to disease. And the bottom line is um, when you have soul neglect, when you're not grounded in your faith, I call you know it's soul neglect. Uh, it leads to so many things, um, you know, depression, anxiety, stress, all of that. Busy but you know bored, um, you know, just a lot of emptiness, and it definitely affects your health because it affects your immunity by by you know lowering your immunity.
0: Mm, yeah, that's so good, and. You wrote a book. You you just mentioned that a little bit. It's The Raw Truth, and you have seven truths in there. i love for our listeners just to hear just a little bit of those. One of those was being faith, but I'd love for you just to talk about those seven truths a little bit.
2: Yes. So, as I said, the first chapter of the book is faith. And I mean, you know, God... He knows the plans he has for us to prosper us and not harm us, to give us hope in a future. And so that has to be number one, as I said. Um, So the seven truths, and by the way, God placed these seven truths on my heart. I I don't think it was a coincidence When when I was writing my book. Um, or when I was starting to write my book, you know, you have to write the chapters first. And I'm like, well, I I don't know what to put in the chapters. I mean, what should I put in the chapters about the scale or something, right? (laughs) I I literally prayed about it and it was just like this light bulb went off and the number seven kept coming up. And of course, seven in the Bible uh, is very significant. It means perfection. It means completion. So as I look mm. back, I know that that wasn't a coincidence. They placed seven on my heart. But the, the way I came up with these seven truths is as a nutritionist and an RN uh, and somebody who's worked in healthcare and in the gym for the last 40 years, when I help people to get healthy and I sit down with them and I, I try and figure out why they're not healthy, as I peel the layers off, um, sometimes people are eating right and exercising, but they're still sick or they're Mm -hmm. not eating right. And they're not exercising and they're sick. Um, but what, what happens is when I peel the layers off and listen to people's stories, I found out that there were more, it was more than just eating right and exercising that affects our health. Um, and so faith, as I mentioned, family, our relationships affect our health. They matter uh when it comes to your relationships we're commanded to love one another we're commanded to forgive others and when we are living in a toxic environment or a toxic relationship again it lowers our immune system it causes stress in our body which opens the door to disease mm-hmm. um and so we're commanded to love one another forgive one another like we are forgiven and we we need to do that. So our family relationships are so important. And, you know, some people don't have family and they've said, well, I don't have any family living. And I said, but your friends can be family. You know, the fact of the matter is we need to be connected to a support system. And when you're not, it does affect your health. So faith, family, food is the third uh, truth. I could go about 10 hours talking about food today, (laughs) but I have to have you back at some point just to talk about food. (laughs) Hey, I'd love to. I'd love to tell you this, not that. And why? (laughs) Uh, But you know, as I said, God gave us the food of the earth to fuel and feed our body. It's not a coincidence. And But we live out of a box or a window and expect to have a million-dollar bill of health and a million-dollar body, and it just doesn't Mm. work that way. We live in a processed food society right now, and that causes disease. I found it kind of interesting that when we went into COVID-19 and I went to the grocery store, all the processed frozen foods were gone, but the vegetables Mm. were there, and I was like... (laughs) That was really- <laughs> bad, bad, bad.
1: <laughs> hey, that but- was before we talked to you. So if we have another <laughs> pandemic, I might know better how to respond. <laughs>
2: uh, well, hey, I forgive you, all right? It, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, it takes a while to learn these things. And honestly, um, it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, but we we do need to realize that, that, um, that food is... Fuel for us, and uh, you know, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. Uh, it does, it's something that I think we don't realize that it impacts our body the way it does. And so uh, we need to pay attention to that. And what I have found over all of these years is m- when I ask people, you know, are you eating healthy? People will go, like, Oh, yeah i am eating healthy i don't know why you know i'm sick or whatever and i say all right well write down for a week what you're eating and let me take a look at it well when i see what people consider healthy i am like whoa okay we need what what are some
0: of those things that people say
2: well uh let's see well like you know like like fast food for instance you know mcdonald's or chick-fil-a Yeah. You know, I, you know, that wouldn't even come to the top of my head because I don't even go there in my head. But, um, you know, the fact of the matter is those are the type of things that, that cause, you know, our bodies to, uh, get disease. There's no doubt about it. Um, and we know that our body is a temple of the Holy spirit and, uh, which we've received by God, and you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, we need to honor our bodies uh, or honor God with our bodies. And we don't look at it that way. We look at, oh, well, I'm craving this and I can overeat because, hey, it's here. And, and so we, we don't look at the fact that we need to take care of this body where the Holy Spirit dwells. Um, and but I, a follow-up question I have with that, too This just came to mind Totally off script
0: But I, I think you, you'd have a great answer to that Why do you think the church is so afraid To talk about gluttony?
2: Yeah, well, I've, I've had pastors I've, I've spoken at church, uh, churches And pastors have asked me that In front of their congregation And I do think that part of it Is because there are a lot of people That work at church That are obese And Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people everywhere that, that are obese, but you know, we haven't done a good job in the church of when there's an event going on, offering the foods of the earth that God created that you don't need to read a label on. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, and we haven't, done a good job at teaching our congregation what to eat. I mean, I'm grateful. I love when a, te- a church invites me in. Uh, most, most of the time, it's women's groups that invite me in, but guys are there too. And, right. you know, so... And they usually um, have
0: the best cookies.
2: They do. They have <laughs> donuts and they have cookies and I have to say, do not pay attention to the back of the room. <laughs> But, you know, we need to understand what macronutrients are and micronutrients are. Macronutrients are your fats, carbohydrates, and protein uh, that God gave us to fuel and feed our body. And we need to be taking in a sufficient amount of protein. Uh, In fact, protein and fiber with every meal makes losing weight no big deal. And so, you know, we... Yeah, we don't focus on that. Um, it, you know, if it's white, don't bite unless it's you know uh, something like cauliflower or something like that. I love but, these yeah. rhymes.
0: I gotta get you gotta yeah. make like a t shirt or something with these. <laughs>
2: Great. Somebody, somebody uh, in my class gave me a t shirt with a lot of my scenes on it. <laughs> you know, I need to come up with some refrigerator door. Uh, yeah. You know, make something like that. But, um, you know, our micronutrients, our vitamins, our minerals, our phytochemicals, uh, those are important along with the macronutrients and the avoidance of toxic substances, uh, which are GMOs, genetically modified foods and uh, herbicides and pesticides and all of that, that wreak Mm. havoc on our metabolism and our health. And, um, you know, learning about eating this not that and why and the fact that our our wheat today is not our grandmother's wheat you know a lot of people Mm -hmm. are getting obese from eating grains and they're like well i'm eating wheat well wheat's not that great for you honestly um a lot of people have a gluten sensitivity you may not have celiac disease but you have a gluten sensitivity i know i do (laughs) yeah i mean if you ever or a piece of bread or something like that. And- Especially deep dish from Chicago
0: because yeah. like I love Chicago deep dish, but
2: man, does it mess with me. Yes, it does. It causes inflammation. Mm. It actually <laughs> affects everything from your brain to your gut and Uh, you know, we don't think about the importance of our microbiome. Our microbiome are the good bacteria in our gut. So we have good bacteria and bad bacteria. But what happens is if you eat junk food, you guys, you'll you'll be interested in this. If you eat junk food for one week, you can kill off 50% of the good bacteria in your gut. No way. Yeah. You can kill them right off. And that is that affects your immunity, and it also affects your brain. It affects the way you deal with stress and everything wow. else. So, so if we
1: a... if we kill them off, is there a way to bring them back to life?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes. Good yes. question. <laughs> By getting rid of the foods that you were eating, you know the junk foods that you were eating. So you got to get back to eating those vegetables that are high in phytonutrients and, um, you know, the greens, the collards, kale. Um, you know, uh, all of even wheatgrass, you know, um, so many things that are good for you. And also avocados and eggplant and cantaloupe and cauliflower and sweet potatoes and all of this. Uh, those are what helps our microbiome. There's other things that hurt your microbiome too, like antibiotics, some drugs mm. uh, cause you to kill off your... So if, you're, if you are uh, taking antibiotics, you need to take a probiotic as well. Not the same day. I don't recommend it the same day, but after you finish your antibiotics. Stress affects your uh, microbiome as well, along with being too clean. And a lot of us are, you know, wiping down everything with antiseptics and everything right now. But being too clean affects your microbiome as well. Wow. Yeah. So anyway. But I totally I totally
0: like derailed you a little bit from the seven, the the truths.
2: You only got the three. What's number four? <laughs> okay, so faith, family, food, and then fitness. All right. We need to move our bodies. We need to move our bodies. My mother used to always say to me, Robbie, if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of anyone else. And she was so right. And she actually said that to me a lot later in her years when she was living with us and I was taking care of her and I didn't want to leave to go to the gym. And she used to say, Robbie, uh, if something happens to you, you won't be able to take care of anyone else. And really what she was telling me is if something happened to me, who would take care of her? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, some people say, well, I don't care. You know, um, Robbie, you always say that God knows the day and the hour. And when I die, if I'm eating donuts, you know what? He knows the day and the hour. I'm gonna die in the day and the hour, whatever, regardless, right? And I say, Well, you may live a long life and suffer. Okay. Mm, that's so powerful. Yeah. So we we don't know the day and the hour, but why we're here, we want to, you know, be the best version of ourselves so we can go out and do God's work. And so, you know, the fact of the matter is a lot of people don't like to exercise and they really They say they're too busy, or they don't have enough time, or uh, they don't have enough energy, and so. Oh, I've heard
0: that, especially getting friends to go to the gym. Yeah, and now with COVID, you got no
2: excuse. Right, right. I mean, I'm teaching Zoom classes right now. But, you know, the benefits of exercise are huge. I mean, you're going to feel better, become healthier and fit. Uh, you look better, build your confidence, you're more comfortable with your body, you reach your goals, you're more productive. And you you uh, that discipline that you have when you work out is actually infiltrated in other areas of your life. So you actually start eating better, too, when you're exercising. Mm-hmm. And it increases your energy level. So if you're too tired to exercise, that means that you need to exercise because energy produces. Energy. That's where you get it. So if the less you move, the less you want to move. The more you move, the more energy you have. And and that's just a fact. So yeah, so good. Yeah. I mean, excuses are just excuses. I mean, you know, <laughs> seriously, if you don't have time to work out, you need to think of this. You're gonna spend the time and the money either way you're either going to spend the time and the money on health care or you're going to spend the time and the money on sick care, which is better mm-hmm. for you. I mean, you got to make the right. time. So you're going to make the time sitting in doctor's offices if you don't take care of yourself. So there's, um, I could go into this whole thing. There's five components of physical fitness and health and bioindividuality matters. And you should lift weights because it keeps your metabolism humming. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, do cardiovascular exercise and all of that. But I mean, even Jesus walked, <laughs> you know, and so Amen. yeah, I mean, we need to persevere, right? Per, uh, perseverance must finish its work so that you may uh, be mature and complete and not lacking in anything. And so we need to just push through it and perse- persevere. So um, faith Family, food, fitness, detox. Detox is very important. We need to actually detox spiritually, too, um, and emotionally, and in every other way. But when it comes to our bodies, uh, you know, it's important that we realize that, that as I said, our, the foods we eat today aren't our grandmother's foods. I mean, you know, an apple a day keeps the doctor away, but not if it has uh, pesticides on it. And so people ask me, well, can't can't you just wash them off? And I say, no, because it's in the core, it's in the soil. And well, can't you just peel it? Well, no, because it's in the core, it's in the soil. So that pesticides and herbicides, I've had older people, elderly people say to me, oh, that organic stuff is just a bunch of baloney. And I say, well, it was a bunch of baloney when you were growing up because there were no g m o s and pesticides and herbicides back then right yeah. so we need to so, deep
0: is there a difference between an
2: apple from Walmart and an apple from Wegmans? It, um only the not the store the store doesn't matter but okay. uh you know obviously um whether or not it it has pesticides herbicides or it's genetically modified and um you know. Second Corinthians uh, 7, you know, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting Mm. holiness out of the reverence for God. So we need to um, you know, purify our bodies, mind, body, soul, spirit, uh, and a detox will help jumpstart your metabolism. So, you know how you shut off your computer and shut off your phone to kind of reset it sometimes you need to do that with your body too. So if I handed you all the tools that you need to lose weight right now, But you didn't really do a detox where we crowd out some foods and bring some foods back in slowly and do a kind of like an elimination diet and get rid of all those pesticides, Mm -hmm. herbicides, genetically modified foods and toxins. You wouldn't get as great results. So there's several uh, things that we do to... um, detoxify our body. And it's not hard. You can still go to work and people exercise and everything else. You're not laying in bed or in the bathroom or anything like that. So faith, family, food, fitness, detox, sleep. Matthew 11, 28, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Even Jesus rest rested, right? I'm one of those people that doesn't function well at 6 a.m., uh i'm more of a night person <laughs> same <laughs> yeah but you know the fact of the matter is we need to sleep we need to um you know to shut down our body and actually you know with people who are trying to lose weight um A study that was recorded with the sleep patterns of 9,000 people uh, indicated that those who averaged only six hours of sleep per night were 27% uh, more likely to be overweight than those who slept seven to nine hours. And another study showed that those people who averaged five hours of sleep per night were 73% more likely to be overweight. So if you average five... Yeah, average five hours of sleep per night, you're 73% more likely to be overweight. And listen, when you're not sleeping, it's like an insult on, on your body, just like stress is, so that it actually lowers your immune system. I don't know if you've ever been stressed or ever been sleep deprived and you've gotten a cold sore or you've gotten cold or, you know, a cold or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, we need sleep, and it changes as we get older. Um, but there's seven, you know, there's several things that I teach my my patients. Uh, to do to get sleep, you know, like maybe taking a warm bath or a sauna or something like that. Supplementation helps, like melatonin. To pray, to shut down electronically, to write things down, to exercise, to read God's word, uh, and and really, you know, we know that all things that God. Uh, and all things, God works for those uh, the good for those who love that Him and who have been called according to His purpose. And so, sometimes we're worried about things at night, but we have to realize that He He will make them right. He will direct our paths if we put our faith and trust in Him. He will make all things good. And so, sleep is so important. And stress managing your stress is paramount. Um, I say four six it. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God in the peace of God, which surpasses Mm. all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So stress, we all have it, right? But we have to learn how to manage it because it will affect our health adversely if we don't, no matter how well you eat and how much you exercise. So yeah, I mean, there's four risk factors to disease. They are stress, lack of sleep, obesity, and eating suboptimal foods such as processed food, junk food, sugar, stuff like that. Those are the four risk factors to disease. Wow. Yeah. So uh, it's so important. Faith, family, food, fitness, detox, sleep, and stress management, all vital to your health.
1: Yeah, that is so good. I I, I love hearing that, Robbie, and that's There's so much that I can take from every single one of those, um, which just shows me that I have a a long way to go. But I do know that it's, you know, one step at a time in the right direction. And I can and I can get there, um, you know, if I really work at it. And and for all of those listening, if you do want to know more about all of those, those seven raw truths, um, I really highly encourage you to check out Robbie's book. Um, it's, I've heard so many great things about it and we'll be giving away, uh, one of these books to a free lucky winner. So if you stay tuned to the end of the episode, we'll give you the instruction on how to enter, um, that giveaway. Um, but Robbie, just before we kind of wrap things up here today, do you have any final remarks or thoughts for those that, that may be listening to us today?
2: Yeah, you know, here's the thing. All of us have numbers over our heads, Right. None of us know the day and the hour. You know, we could be gone um, in five years. We could be gone in five minutes. We have no clue. Um, mm-hmm. I've lost six friends in six months, all in their 50s last year. Oh, wow. Oh, man. And so, yeah, we, we don't know what tomorrow brings. But the the great thing is that we know that this life is not all there is. We know that. Ah, uh, God has a room for us, and so we know that we have eternal life with Him. And so our spiritual fitness is most important and then taking care of this temporary earth suit is why we're here so that we can go out and do his work. I mean, if I, if I was trying to help people and I was like, oh, so tired and all oh, sugared out and I just was falling asleep while people are telling me about their health, uh, I wouldn't be a very good role model and I wouldn't really be able to impact people with the gifts that I believe God gave me and, and, you know, live out the calling that I believe is in my life. We all have a purpose here, and you know, if you look at three circles, you can figure out your purpose, what, what your passion is, what the world needs more of and what you're good at at the center of those three circles is your purpose. And so, so we, we, uh, we all have a purpose. And so why not, uh, be the best version of you so you can live out that purpose.
1: That is so good, Robbie. Thank you so much for that. And I, I can definitely see from the energy that you bring, that you are doing most of these things very well and you're eating what you can to, to stay energized, but also it sounds definitely like you're right in that sweet spot of, of finding what you're passionate about, what the world needs more of, and, and what you're good at. Because um, it's, been, it's been so encouraging and insightful to listen to you today. Um, so before we go, how can people find you?
2: Yeah. So, uh, probably the best way other than Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, is they can sign up for my newsletter for free at RobbieRaw.com. raw.com, And I give out recipes and all kinds of stuff. I'm also on, uh, ABC TV and on of course, WDCX radio. And a lot of those segments are on my YouTube channel too. So yeah.
1: Awesome. And that's, and that's, how do you spell your last name to help people find you?
2: Yeah, so Robbie, R O B B I E, raw, like raw vegetables, but it's spelled R A U G H.
0: Oh, that's where raw truth comes from. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it makes sense now. Yeah, so, uh, I'm not kidding. People will say that like after I've known them for 10 years, they're like, oh. Okay, now I get
1: it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Robbie. It's been a joy and a pleasure to have you on. And I really enjoy every conversation that we get to have. And I hope that so many people will be blessed by the conversation that we had today. So thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much, you guys. You're wonderful. And thank you for what you're doing. Keep, keep uh, working for the kingdom. Make heaven bigger and hell smaller. Well, thank you, Robbie, for joining us today. Man,
0: there's so much could have taken away out of that. It's like she could write a book or something. Oh, wait, she did. You, you want to tell us just what are some of your thoughts from that?
1: Yeah, it was such a rich field of conversation and I'm, I'm so, you know, pleased and, and, and just blessed to have Robbie on here and share some of her thoughts and insights with us. I, I think, oh man, it was so powerful when she was talking about her sister mm. and just how, you know, she was in nursing and now she's in what she would call preventative nursing. And I think that's such a, such an amazing idea and cool concept that, you know, instead of fixing things once they're broken, mm. doing what we can to prevent things from getting broken. And, and she, give, you know, she gave us seven really sort of practical things that we can do with that with seven raw truths and being faith, family, food, fitness, detox, sleep and stress management. And, and just focusing on those those seven and what they look like in our lives can really help us to uh, avoid getting sick and and just to, to live healthier lives in the, the bodies that God has given us as this body is such a gift from God, so that was probably my biggest takeaway is that there 's things I can do now to help myself in the future. Uh, what about you know? What was something maybe you took away from today?
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Robbie. There was so much that I just took away from that, and uh, three key quotes that really got me was "You can live a long life and suffer." That was just so powerful. Uh, another one is "Let food be thy medicine and medicine thy food." Just really understanding that that what we put in our bodies is a big deal, and. I just loved how she talked about do not be anxious for anything in, in regards of the Philippians verse. And she just talked about how when we're anxious, it lowers our immune system and opens up to disease and soul neglect and a lot of emptiness. And I never thought of that before. So I really took that away and really appreciated that from Robbie. You to tell us a little about the giveaway that we got going on.
1: Yeah. So like we mentioned many times, we're giving away one of Robbie's books for free and To enter that giveaway, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, and Instagram. And to get an entry for the giveaway, you need to share one of our posts about this episode. So we'll post on Monday, the day that this episode drops. And if you share that post and use hashtag the sweat room, then you'll gain an entry. Now, for our Instagram post, you need to share that post to your story and, if you, and you could at us at Watermark Sports. So two ways to sum it up, share our Facebook post, use hashtag the sweat room. share our Instagram post to your story and at Watermark Sports. You do that, you can gain two entries if you do both to our giveaway and we'll announce that a week later. And now a little excerpt from our interview with the chaplain of the Buffalo Sabres, Kevin Beers, who we interview next week.
0: I think the biggest thing for me is like I said before, and just kind of expounding on it, that these guys that I'm working with, I mean they're 21, 22, 23, they're just normal guys who everything they do is in a spotlight and they just want to be accepted as normal. They they want to just have normal relationship. They want to, they struggle with the same things that guys who are 21, 22 have, except there's more pressure. And just the honesty with that, the openness with that, and to be able to just walk with them and, and to know, hey, I was 21. I was 22 at one point. Well, thank you for listening to The Sweat Room, where we get it, got it, give it.
2: Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church.